Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Duty, peoples. Everybody warm out there? Burr. Boy, is it cold. How cold is it? Uh, I wasn't prepared for a cheesy joke. <laughs> a, ba- a back and forth of, of that nature. Welcome back to High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. Sorry for the delay, but uh, when you have a dream earlier in the week that you died in a car crash, you don't go driving <laughs> in a blizzard. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No. Really? Yeah, I wow. A, I had a dream that I died in a car crash and I was a ghost that's, like, overlooking the scene. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, for all those people that are out there driving, I mean. Yep. I hope you're listening to this in your car. And wow. Yeah. Just jamming on them brakes, right? I, oh. Skating across like it's ice. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but like I woke up, I was like, yeah. It can't be good when you're dreaming that you died. No, no. It's. Those kind of dreams suck. Yeah. Even the dreams like when, when like you trip too. Your whole day is ruined. That's true. Yeah. Because it's you're it's just... like you have to take a shit after you shower. <laughs> you're like, oh, you might as well just go back to bed. Your whole day is ruined. Holy timing. You... <laughs> it's awful. Wow. Episode 25. Royal Stars here on High Sticks and Super Kings Podcast. HSKpod.com. Your perfect you're home for the perfect blend. Yeah, this was supposed Hockey to be hockey and wrestling. Last, yeah, like last week's, week's episode, but, but it got yeah. pushed a little. We can, we can we can change the nouns and the pronouns to go. You know, who should be in versus Him, her, she, it. Yeah, she. Why not? <laughs> We're good at that kind of educational crap, ain't we? Sure. Whatever. So we start talking about the devils, and then we just talk. Ugh. And it's just verbal diarrhea. So let's get diarrhea. into the verbal diarrhea. It's visual diarrhea sometimes. <laughs> huh? All right, so we only had two games this week. We're actually sandwiching in this podcast between games last night against the Rangers, tomorrow against Montreal. But anyway, come out in, coming out of uh, the good old all-star break, we'll have a little talk about that too in a little bit. Um, play Pittsburgh. We come out like fucking gangbangers. They fucking came jump. out sloppy. That I mean, not the Devils, the Penguins. We're just sloppy, and we just happened to be able to put two passes together to make it. To beat them. I mean, we have their number. If we played we the do. Penguins all the time, we'd be fucking in the playoff. 82-0, right? And 0, right? It's, I mean, it, it's frustrating as a fan. Yes, absolutely. Because you're like, wow, they can do it. 
without yes. Taylor Hall and, you know, Mojo's heating up and you're like, wow, this is good. This is good. The power play. And then you play the Rangers and you're like, wow, we're up to nothing. Like I legit started to think like, are we making a run? Mm. Like, are, are we like hulking up like to get through the season? <laughs> and then I watched the second period where we didn't have the puck the whole second period. We didn't have the puck. We were sloppy. We, we didn't skate the puck. We didn't pass the puck. We didn't play defense in front of us. I mean, there are two goals in the second period. The one uh, that was with, like, three seconds left. Right. Like, it was. we just didn't play defense. Like, we lost the faceoff, and we watched Zajinabad. Say that a couple of times real fucking fast. We watched Zajinabad win the faceoff, curl around the center, who I wasn't sure if it was Zajac or Coleman, curl around the center and just stand all by himself, nobody there, and nobody went out to, to what's his name, to Hayes for the shot. And he shot like a fucking knuckle puck to begin with. Huh. And, and that's our team. If Just you look, mental if, farts that... You, you, look, you look at Pittsburgh, right? Playoff team, right? Yeah, a, a perennial playoff team. They're built to win every single year. They're built to win. Yep. And, and we, 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 we kicked our ass. Almost like, you know, you look at it, Washington, too, in the first game of the season, or first home game of the season, right? We kicked our ass, too. I, I understand Washington's good and all this. But... A team like a Washington, a team like a Pittsburgh, okay, you can kick their ass. The Devils and the Rangers are in the midst of a rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. And it was one of the most sloppiest oh, that game, was game so between sloppy. both teams. I'm trying to read. I know I texted you something about it. I was like, this is the sloppiest. Yeah. I, and and on top of that, if you if you just listen to or read the comments that uh, Hines said, it says like, Essentially, not that we didn't show up. We just we didn't fight. We didn't we we didn't play sixty minutes. We played a good first twenty minutes and probably let off let the skate and off the last throw. six minutes. Yeah, because we scored a goal. And we're like, Ooh, let's go. We got this. No, no, you don't. It's frustrating because you look at this team week in and week out. You have wins versus Pittsburgh. Your enthusiasm goes up. Going okay, last year wasn't a fluke. You play the you play the next team. I don't care if it's. Let's just take the fact that it was the Rangers out of it. Any other team that's that's on that level, the lower-tiered teams. Yep. And, and it's... And that's where you lose games. Like, there, there's must-win games, and there's games you're supposed to be tight, and then there's games you're supposed to lose. And, unfortunately, like the Devils Winnip- are not consistent enough in any three of those categories. Like Winnipeg. We're supposed to lose to Winnipeg. You're supposed to lose to Nashville. You're supposed to lose to Washington. Columbus. Columbus, I'd say Pittsburgh. Boston, Pittsburgh. There's a lot of teams we should you you can lose to and you go Tampa. You, as long as you, I don't even want to think about Tampa at this point. It's you go against those teams and you go, you know, at least if there's some fight and you lose four three, you lose six two, but there's fight in it. Fine. There's no fight. There's no fight in us, but physically like, and like what metaphorically. Cha- what changed last year? We only lost two people. I think it's and those were part timers. I think it's that we keep like giving up that late goal. We keep that save isn't there. That goal isn't there. That defensive poke check shot block isn't there. And that our mindset right now is, oh, fuck. When, how are we going to blow this instead of last year? It's, you know, we're going to come back. We're going to do this. We're going to make it. And now it's ugh, like 
But I think we're I think, up by two goals. Oh man! And then they score, and you just like it's the balloon. <laughs> the balloon just. And and that's the thing. Last year we could be, or last, two years ago, or whatever, we, you could be up by a goal or or two or whatever, give up a goal, and you're still flying high, right? This year it's like you give up a goal and it deflates, and they're like, okay, we can we can come back. Like the, no, we have the ability we, to. to come back, but that's it. Yep, it's it's tough, and and you know what's even worse. Sandwich between these two games, season ticket holder package went out and goes yeah. here. Here's your new invoice, <laughs> and the fucking prices went up. How much did they go up per? Ah, uh, like five ish, five bucks each. Yeah, something like that. Um, I have the uh, unfortunate news. Um, I'm getting solo tickets next year, so oh, that's cool. I mean, it, oh, trust me, it's not going to be hard to go on fucking SeatGeek and get probably get it ten times cheaper I, than you. Yeah, I know. But they do have some good perks, though. <laughs> yeah. Did they talk about that this summer? The top two perks. The, the perks have gone down in the what twelve years that I'll be a, I'll be a season ticket holder. When we first started in Newark, it was there were some decent things. There to was pick there up. was like you can rent the ice, like you can pick the ice, you know, for an hour or whatever, and you can do this and you can do that. The on, the top three. That like I ride the Zamboni because that was no. the one I was. My wife was always like, "Oh, wouldn't that be fun?" I'm like, "What am I fucking twelve? No, <laughs> one of it is an actual physical autograph session with Brodor, face to face. He signed something. That's not bad. I, I mean, I would like to get a jersey signed by him as opposed to the one that I fucking spent a bazillion dollars on to get one signed. Yeah, and you meet Marty Brodor. Are you going to get a St. Louis one? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you fucking look at me. I'll throw it in the garbage. <laughs> uh, the second one is you get like a. Um, not a windbreaker. Yeah, windbreaker. Like, and I think it's the uh, the Christmas color windbreaker, so it's not too bad. And then all the way down to the bottom of the list is a perk that you can pick, and that perk is if you want paper tickets or not. <laughs> do they still do ice cream socials and shit? No, like that? no, nope, nope, nope. It, it's getting to a point from a se- and and I don't want to sound, which I curmudgeon. probably do, and a lot of people do. Yeah, I don't want to sound like that curmudgeon. Because at this point, it's like, okay, I'm, I'll, I would be, what, 12 years into it? I'm going to probably renew, but who knows I'd if be, that's... Yeah. If, I would if, have been 15. Okay. So let's just say you were 15, okay? At this point, where is the value add? You, you drop the prices on tickets, fine. Everybody wants to spend less, right? Um, you, you, you've pulled away the perks from, from season ticket holders like us, where we're upper level, we're not black seat, we're not spending $100 a game on a ticket, right. or, or a high, you know, $50, $75, on, you know, bottom balls, put it that way, um, like center ice stuff. There, when, when you have fan appreciation nights, too, signed sticks, signed jerseys. Oh, it always goes to the lower level. And what does the top level get? You get a T-shirt that says, "Hey, I went to a hockey game, and all I got was a T-shirt, yeah, or, or or a free Annie Ann's, you know, or ten percent off the the store, which you, you already have as a season ticket holder. And then when you go with both of those, saying I have a ten percent and a season ticket holder, they go, you can only choose one of them. You can't do twenty percent. Where, where is there, that? There's a lot. Of, I mean, I don't. It care. wasn't good with Lou. It got a little better with with Shiro, but then now it's just like. They're not even trying. Like, and, and that's the league in general. I was listening to Puck Soup today. And like, at this point, they know they got you. Like, hockey is a drug. 
Once you once you get hooked on hockey, it doesn't matter. Lock out the season. All right, we missed the whole season. We came back like fucking addicts. Like tap me in, I'm good. Yeah, we're we we were all fucking pissed off when they went on strike, and then when, as soon as they came back, they're like, "Dude, you want to go? Absolutely, let's absolutely, go. I'll be there." I, I mean, when they when they locked out in 2004, as soon that day, that day that it was like the lockout's over for next season, I called up the Devils. I was like, "I want season tickets." It, like you said, it's a drug. Um, but the, the the perks and stuff, like the Brodeur one, I'm sure people are ecstatic about that. But as far as like the everyday stuff, the good things that I thought that they had was the food card. Absolutely. And they, they pulled that away, what, two that seasons ago? That was a ago? good one. You know, like, is it based on how long you've been a season ticket holder or is it just everybody that's a season ticket holder gets those three perks? Um, I don't know. I didn't necessarily so, read like the if, fine print. But like I think, if you've been a season ticket holder for over 15 yeah. years, you get all three. Ten years, you get I'm gonna, two. I'm going to have to assume because way back when, when they started, it was still tiered. Like on the pamphlet right. they gave you, it was like it was just a general pamphlet that said if you're 0 to 5, if you're 5 to 15, if you're 16 to 30, which was fine, whatever. So you you looked at it and you go, okay, well, look, if I'm going to be a season ticket holder for 30 years, those are the perks I get? Okay. You know, I, I can wait. But now it's more of just like the 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 food stays the same. The prices is going to go up. The service stinks. I think that's like blanket across all because the, all of sports. You go to a sporting event, 15, 20, 30,000 people. They all want hot dogs. How fast are you going to get a fucking hot dog from somebody? I, I get the, the don't complain about shit like that. And I get that we're probably in the in the higher tier of what we get of what the team gives. There are other teams out there that probably don't do jack shit yeah you know but it's it i you go you you you're supposed to give 41 nights of your life to a team and it's a job it is um work family uh you know other events that you have going on bad in life weather. whatever yeah bad weather um you you look at it and you go okay 41 nights a year minimum i have to give you that that's fine you lower the ticket prices thank you okay kind of puts me at ease saying you know what at least i have a ticket when they go and retire a jersey like if they said hey we're going to retire brian rafalski's jersey next year that day all the season ticket for the next next season sell out so if you're not a season ticket holder you fucked yep i i get it i mean but there's just every year they they've seen to like pick out pick out pick out pick out dissect a little more like they used to give you like two extra tickets for preseason games now most people don't like going to pre. I love the preseason games because that's your chance to see those young guys. I don't watch Binghamton or Albany, so this is yeah, right. like you said, this, this is, is my chance. chance. Like yeah. I remember watching Clarkson and Parisi mm-hmm. and these young guys before they, you know, were full fledged super. Well, not really on Parisi, but not Clarkson. But I, I remember watching it, and now it's they don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't. They even gave you like they they don't even give you that upgrade for preseason games where it's like. Why don't you just go sit down low? Or why don't you trade your ticket in and, and come sit? There's there's 5,000 people here. The, another thing is, oh, we'll give you 10 extra tickets. That, that's what? one of the perks to games. So basically, it's us sitting up in 124, and here's an extra set of tickets. Free. Anyway. As a po- yeah, as opposed to doing something nice, like bringing you downstairs, like giving you an ice cream social or a, a, a suite for a night or what have you. 
you take you take things away and it's okay listen i have my hockey family right there's you there's tracy there's jay we've we've all stuck together right but after that what is there and it's not to demean hanging around with everyone else no, it's, it's just that we're all sitting there going what else is there like we have us that's not going to change no and i'm now sure what, there's a lot know. of people that are the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. the people that sit in front of us where they're like that, where they have their little mm-hmm. click, the girl with the long face and, the, you know, yeah. like they have their little click. And, and that's great. And that's what you're going for. But you're not teams are not selling that experience anymore. They're trying to sell you on. They don't give two shits. They just want you in the arena. Mm-hmm. But that's a topic for another time. So it's, so with the trade deadline. Oh my god, dude! Dude, it, February looming. February first hits. Boom! Trade hammer slamming down. Yep. So we can talk about the league in a little bit. Let's talk about our own team as to what we have. One of the people you have on this list, and I don't want to jump through, is Mojo. You said back the moving truck up for at least for Mojo. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. But. If he really enjoys playing for us, trade he, him and he comes back. Right, but, but I, how I, often does I, it happen? Yeah, I never see that. You never L- see that. Look happen. at um, uh, who's the guy who went to St. Louis? Maroon. We loved him. He loved it here. And then St. Louis was like, "Hey, do you want to play here?" And he's like, oh, "I can't." Yeah, but say do no. you know why he said no? Why? To us? Was it a PTO? No, because his. I guess he has a kid. That lives in St. Louis. Oh, so it's game so it over. was the opportunity to yeah, play, over, yeah. right? And that's fine. That's I get fine. It. Yeah, I get it. But like, I, I was perfectly fine with Maroon leaving. I'd be happy if we resign Mojo to a shorter deal, two to three year, two to three, no more than four, yeah. no more than four. Given given his injuries and stuff, you want to you want to mi- minimize from a business standpoint. You want to minimize how much you're giving out for somebody who's sitting out. He's a good second liner. Yes. He solidifies us to give us two lines. Right. And if not, you could always move him up to the first line of Hall's Herder or like whatever. Like they are now. So, so we'll go from the bottom. Uh, we'll from the top. Our core of people who are who you are not moving. No. All right. Nico. Right. Paul Mary. Mm-hmm. Hall. Now, let me. You say Hall. Okay. Unless if, he says next if, this time next year. If he the, doesn't yeah. want to sign. If there's a hint, a hint, a rumor a snitch, something that Hall is like, I don't know. Do you trade him? Yes. Like, absolutely. Yeah, you're not going to be stuck in the Panarin Columbus world. You trade him. Okay. You, and uh, there will be teams like fucking Edmonton. We're not going to take Adam Larson back, but you better give us something back. Could take Adam Larson back. I would take Adam Larson back, but you better you throw something in else. something else. Um, You said I, Blackwood. Blackwood. You, you use Blackwood as a chip, okay? He can go between either back to moving truck up. Or you can move in all three. Blackwood because he has that potential, and if somebody wants to to, to bite and, and, and yeah, get but, suckered into something. Right, but nobody's going to do that. We're, and we wouldn't get much for him at this point. Um, I would say Coleman. Yeah. He, he, he's he right now. Leave. He's our glue. He's our John Madden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Butcher. Because we have nothing on defense anyway. Because we have no offense. I mean, he's not very good defensively. And you saw it last night. Um, Brat. Let me ask you a question about that. Because he just, for Butcher, right? Saying that he's not good defensively. No, he's not. Where does that fall? Does that fall on skill set? Coach? Both? Something else? Uh, I want to say it's 
all, it's both of those things and a mentality. Because, again, I don't know anything about him, but, like, having coached kids before that play defense and can put up points, mm-hmm. he might say, like, yeah, I gave up, you know, a goal in the game, but I had two power play points, so technically I guess my statistics, I'm a, like a, a plus one Corso kind of kind of thing, Corsi. But I, I think it, it, it's definitely defensive coaching from a young age like somebody didn't sit there down sit him down and and like this is where you know and i see i see that with pretty much all the devil's defensemen even the older folks yeah (laughs) even the vet there's just way too many and i mean we could we could talk about it endlessly there's just way too many times that our defense is almost in the defensive zone or on the dots or on the face-off dots looking at the play you know, the puck at the point or the pucks on the half boards. And there are people from the other team forwards in front of our net with nobody near them. And like when I coach defense, you always, always make sure that the play as a defense, I'm a defenseman. The play is in front of me at all times. Like there should never be a, let me look over my shoulder and see if there's somebody behind me. Like you have to know the area around you right. to know what's going on. If if like fire Nazardine, would you throw your hat in the ring? Would you want to? For the I I mean I would love to coach. You could put me fucking anywhere. I was thinking driving here. I would I would love to go back and coach <laughs> some sort of. I go to Montclair or whatever and ask if they just need help or scout or mm-hmm. whatever. But I would I coach? Absolutely, fucking NHL. But then again, here I am walking into the locker room. And you have Andy Green, you have Ben Lovejoy, you have guys that have been in the <laughs> you're, league forever. You're, you're, your eyes are going, hi. No, no, but they're looking at me like, why the fuck am I listening to you? We're fucking you, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the whole thing in today's age where coaching and players is just, you, I you, mean, you, you're, you're managing their salary, you're not managing Andy Green. But there, there are a couple of coaches that, you know, that never played in the NHL that are, John Cooper never played. He's proved enough what right, you can where believe in. Yeah. He's earned your respect, like, yeah. If they were to hire, like, even me, like, if they were to hire me as their defensive coach, I would even be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> What's going I, on here? I can, I can even think Stevens walking. <laughs> when he was sitting at that game in, in his in his lumberjack shirt, yeah. going, the fuck happened here? Yeah. <laughs> Give me glad, a chance. Glad I jumped <laughs> off this ship when I had a chance. Uh, Got on that Titanic lifeboat way too quick. Hard, hard to move fiscally or emotionally. Yeah, it's it's a good to, to tie those two together. I would love to trade Travis Zajac to Winnipeg. I think it would be a match made in heaven. Because one, they need a second line center behind Shifley, mm-hmm. somebody that can play with line A and whatnot. He's and, from and, Winnipeg, and he's Zajac's proven this year. He's having a really good year. Yeah, and I and he's his contract's a, a kick in the dick. But, Thanks, Lou. But if we could get back like one of their defensemen, mm-hmm. if you said Good like start. we'll give you Josh Morrissey or or Truba or somebody like that, and I'll even take like a second, third round pick for Travis Ajak. We'll even keep some of his money. Mm. I, That's we, a win because now you know what you've got. Nico's our solid number one. You've got. Zaka will now be our solid number two, where he's not going to be looking over his shoulder going, oh, I fucked up. All right, I guess Zajac's going to take my spot. Like, it's... 
It's you're like, my, yeah, you're, you're the guy now, yeah. And he'll be cheaper <clears throat> than, than give that. It, also, it gives us more space to either go towards Hall, Heischer, Butcher, right. or free agency, what have you. All right. Corey's, Corey's unmovable with his contract. Unmovable. Physically, emotionally, or mentally. Yep. Mentally is, yep. is Corey's thing. Uh, Kincaid would be tough to move. I mean, I, you could put him as an easy trade, but he's, I think he's a glue guy in the locker room. I wouldn't care one way or the other because I'm not in that fucking room. But if they traded Corey, I wouldn't. I mean, uh, Kincaid, Kincaid yeah. I wouldn't lose any sleep. Um, I mean, what right now, realistically, what could you get for a solid backup? Because I wouldn't say he's a starter, and he's not teetering on starter solid backup. He's a solid backup. Yeah. He's just thrust into a starter role. Yeah. And it, it's almost like when um, who was the guy for the Rangers? The they got traded to Edmonton. Talbot. Talbot. It's almost like that situation where it's like he was huge, mm-hmm. and they should have traded him last year for something. Yeah, but see, like a team like Phoenix could use him because Ratnan's out for the year, and you know, but you get solid, you get picks for him, right? And maybe, or you would get somebody else on or, like an expiring contract, or or, or Grabner's. Um, um, eye doctor. Yeah. No, you'll get. You won't get an A plus prospect, but you'll get a B minus for him. Uh, Votnin would be tough to move emotionally because right now he's our number one defenseman. Green would be tough because he's our captain, and he's. I think he makes like another five million dollars next year. But again, he would be a great five six defenseman for some like Vegas or uh, or, San Jose. or San Jose. Mm-hmm would be but he's lefty and everybody wants a righty defenseman zaka i don't think we would move just because i think we're not totally yeah. done with him his his roller coaster has been more and up the, right but... and the same with santini like i don't think we've given them enough of uh a leash yet like we're still pulling them back when they it's it's, it's, om- it's almost like how how they were with um uh, with butcher last year where it's like they get you give them a little bit to see what they can do, and then you pull them back to what their position. Well, that's part of and our then, problem. And too. then you give them a little bit more, and you just yeah. pull them back to what he's used to to see, like to see what you're doing. It's like, mm. and I think Severson would be tough emotionally for the team to move because he is good offensively. Mm-hmm. He is offensively bad on defense. <laughs> but I also think he also falls into that butcher category where. It, where, where it probably combines it with coaching, where it's like you have to look at the kid and go, this is where you're screwing up, and this is how you have to fix it. I would feel so much better if fucking Bryce Salvador, like when he was talking to Nazardine, like wrestling, hit him with a chair, and they're like, I'm coaching the defense now. That, you know, that you bring up a good point. As much as everybody bitches about Salvador, even, even Dano, too. No. No. Maybe not as a coach, but like you, you look at them and you go, they have so much veteran. They're part of winning teams, so they kind of know what a yeah. winning defense kind of does. Tommy Abilene, I'd be fine with taking over RD if you're going to look at people that are, you know. In my opinion, I mean, fast forward, in my opinion, if there's anything that Ray Shiro does, anything this offseason, you find a new defensive coach. And I right. think that's what's going to happen because, you know what, you haven't heard any of the other uh, assistant coach contract stuff. You, you you heard a lot from a media standpoint, and I truly believe that they when they got rid of uh, Deb Placey and brought in Erica Walker or Watcher, um, 
they're changing the whole mentality of it because they're putting out positive stuff about yeah, their assistant coaches. They're, you know yeah. what I mean? I and, don't want that. I don't need. But, I don't need to get fluffed. Right. I'm getting but, fucked. You know, like by the team. But if you look at what they're putting out, Hines, big spotlight. Assistant coaches, big spotlight. Where's Where's Nazardine in this spotlight? Oh, he, he gets it every not, game. No, he gets it every game. He gets it. We're fucking. What's his name? Going into Salvador in the second period. The the, the Pierre Maguire. The, yeah, <laughs> leans over. Uh, back up the moving truck. You say. Lovejoy's gone. Uh, for simply for locker room and depth on a, on a playoff contending team. Yep. And he's a righty, and you don't see too many righty defensemen. And you know, and and as much shit as you want to give him, hasn't been no, awful he, awful this year. But he's serviceable. He's, right. He's he's playing where he should. Yep. He's playing five six minutes. You know. Not five, six minutes a game. I mean, like, pairing. Mm-hmm. These are fifth, sixth defensemen. You, uh, Boyle, just to give him a shot. Yeah. It, trade and him it, to Boston. And it's an emotional thing, too. Yep, Edger. trade him to Boston. But, yeah. Uh, Nason, if he ever gets back. Oh, no, I think Nason got the one-year deal. He's not getting it. He's going to get a PTO next year, probably. No, I meant, like, if he ever comes back from whatever injury. Mojo's probably our our biggest chip that we could get something oh, for. Yeah. Stafford's gone. Yeah. He's going to he again, he's another one good locker room guy. You yes. put him, you know. And that's why I think he brought him back. Right. You put him on a a team like uh, I'm trying to think of like a West Coast team that needs that solid fourth liner that's going to step in, you know. I don't say Boston cuz he was there. But Maybe an Anaheim, maybe a well, Detroit's not in the playoffs. Chicago's not in the playoffs. St. Louis is not in the playoffs. Dallas is not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, maybe, maybe a nice Nashville. You know where he where he could he's not going to play a lot of minutes, but serviceable locker room guy. Yeah, and I think Micro's done. I think we've given him his. Uh, well, with Vatnin out for a little bit, he's got him and yeah. Santini now now have their shot to say, "This is what I Prove got, it. coach." Yeah. Yep. Now I, I went on a fucking uh, yeah, soliloquy a little, here. I think you went on a little rant here. There's a lot of paragraph stuff here. I turned my so, mic off for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> is this thing on? Um, my rant about this, and I, I kind of went off on it a little bit. I think last week is. When you look at cores of teams that are doing really well in this league, they all have something in common. They have a superstar forward or two, a superstar defenseman or two, and a serviceable goalie. Every team that's a dominant team right now, Vegas, you have Flurry, you have two serviceable you know, defensemen in Shea Theodore or Nate Schmidt. Then you've got uh, while Bill, you've got Pacioretty, you've got a solid core there, all right? You look at Chicago, even as shitty as Chicago, and I know we're going to talk about them. You still have that. You have Taves, superstar, Kane, superstar, mm-hmm. Seabrook, serviceable defenseman, Heath, serviceable defenseman, and Crawford is a good goalie. Our problem is we don't. we have two yep. serviceable forwards. We have one... I mean, we have we have two superstar forwards, mm-hmm. Palmieri and Hall. And Hall, you have a nucleus of a good superstar forward of the future in Nico. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you have nobody on defense. Butcher is not a superstar, and he's not serviceable because he's not good in his own end. Okay, 
So we have no defensemen the, at the moment. And, and, and the closest you can get, Votnin. Closest you can get. I, under, I know he has, he's been having a lot of brain farts this season. But I get it. And you look at our goalie situation, just really shit to bed this year. All Yeah, and, and you look at and I mean, I know you hate Nazardine as much as I do. And it's just, you look at our defensive prospects. We have some great defensive prospects coming. But how good are they going to be? In his system. With fucking dipshit, yeah. you know, in our system right now. And then you look at players like Green and Votnin and Lovejoy. They constantly make huge mistakes, especially Votnin. Okay, and Green is getting long in the tooth where his mistakes now, he's not quick enough to, to make up for them. He really shouldn't be a number one pairing. No, he shouldn't. And you look at them, and they they make mistakes, and you know what? They're right back out there next shift. Right back out there. But Igor and Santini, Santini and Severson and Butcher, when they make mistakes, sit. You're sitting. You're sitting. It's it's like almost like a little piece of how DeBoer kind of went with the rookies, where it was... right, and it's not building confidence in these guys. You know, like I understand that you have to make them accountable for their mistakes, but on the other side, like sometimes you'd go, look, you're going to make these mistakes. Go out there, don't make it again. It, did you like what um, uh, Tortorella did? Um, uh, the Duclair. Oh, Duclair. He played like 24 <laughs> seconds in a game. Because he went out there, he fluffed a puck, and essentially they gave up a goal on it. And he and he really didn't do anything. Torella sat him there a whole, whole game. He sat game. on the bench the whole game. Yep. And basically, he said, "When." And this is why I want. I kind of want a coach like Tortorella, where it's like, if you don't, if you're not ready to play when the puck drops, you are not playing. We haven't had that since Sutter. Sutter was like, and that. then and then he wanted to go home to his barn. Yep. Um, but it it makes like players like Severson and Santini, especially on our defense, they're a fucking mental wreck because they go out there and they're not like, I'm going to be me. They go out there and go, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. And then you know what happens? They they're making a mistake because they're not playing like they should. And and that's the biggest issue with our team. And, and Corey is the same way right now. Corey steps into the crease and he's got to be thinking like, is this when I fuck up? And his attitude right now is... I don't want to say it's spreading because it's not. It's not Corey's fault that we're shitty. But his attitude is kind of everything that's wrong with our team. From top to bottom. Like, don't make a mistake. Don't mm-hmm. make a mistake. And and maybe that, that seed got planted in his head saying, shit, if I let up a goal, I'm fucked. And that's why I think if we make a major trade, major trade, um, if we were to make a, a, a big trade and start unloading people and it sends the message to our team that it's like all right look fuck it you've given up we're gonna pack it in we're gonna let everybody play i guarantee you see a different team i guarantee you see the pittsburgh team and not the ranger team because now the pressure is off well that's almost and you know what's like let's just say we don't open up the the vault and trade everybody else you know when that's going to happen when we're officially eliminated from the playoffs. No, but it's. I think if we send that message before the trade deadline, like you'll right, see look, a different team. You'll see a yeah, different team. Something needs to happen. Something. You bring up your Quinvilles. You bring them up and go. Like, I well, don't think time to play. I don't think Quinn because there was a thing that that um, I was reading an article today about when um, uh, Nathan Bastian came up. Hines was glowing about what he brought 
to the team. If he screwed up, he owned it. He he wanted to be better and things like that. And Hines made the thing, made the the point of, there are some people who've come up that don't have that. And I sat there and I go, wow, you just fucking shit all over Quinville. It's true, but you shit on him. I mean, yeah. I mean, who else did we call up? We don't, McLeod played one game, so it can't yeah. be about McLeod. And I, don't, and I don't know if he's really talking about Sini because, I mean, he's still up here and he's still playing. So I don't know if that's... And it can't be, what, Igor because... He's barely... Play, he's rode the bus more than he's played at the yeah. NHL. Yeah, I just think... He, look, if you're not going to play him, you know, up oh. here, then use him as a trade chip. Who, uh, Quenville? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, to for, NHL news. Yeah. Um, for some reason, this stupid article won't come up. But mental health in the NHL this week was the big uh, bell let's talk. Yeah, um, after all those guys committed suicide in CTE. Um, you know, you look at – and it's probably not just the NHL, and it's not just wrestling like we, we talk about. I think it's in all sports that now there's there needs to be more of a, of a mental health issue. You look at Peluso, right? I don't all right, take the whole fact that he's suing the devils too out of it. If he really did have a concussion and or players today, because you really can't go back to, I mean, if the guys had concussions back then, it was like, can you go back in? Yeah. Sure. Oh, you Joe. just got your bell rung. Take a shift off. And yeah. That's how the it was then. Salt. Now it's more of like, okay, we need to figure out, do we need better helmets? Do you need to, to fucking have people say, listen, you, well, can't, you, protocol can't, now. you can't have body fat that's more than this? <laughs> yeah, there's protocol. Like, if they think they have spotters and if they think you have... Like, I was surprised Lundquist didn't get taken out of the game yesterday. Oh, after Wood hit him? After Wood hit him and put in the dark room for 20 minutes. I mean, Simply he got... Just to, you gotta, he got fucking Wood's knee right in the head. And here's another thing, too. And people... Somebody started bitching with me on, on Twitter about it. Yelling, oh, but he was pushed. Doesn't matter. He does it every it's, game. It's Miles's Wood M.O. that he will get a penalty for goaltender interference whether he is pushed or not. He, if he's in front of the net, he's going to get called. Much like when Joe Blandese flopped, he got yep. called for flopping. He's good for a stupid penalty again. God, that's another frustrating part. You, you fucking sat out for a four-year deal, and this is what we get? Really? Yep. You just made Shira look like a dipshit. Oh, going back to the fucking Ranger game, too. I didn't think about it till just now. Was the fact that if you look at the, the what is it, the heat index of, like, where our shots are, mm-hmm. we were perfectly content staying on the outside of the dots and just fucking just taking shots where Lundquist. There was, like, at least three shots in the third period where Lundquist was just there and he kicked it into the crowd because... That's we're all. shooting from the outside. All he had to do was go boop and turn his foot and his leg and go that way. And we were perfectly content. We didn't get into the grittier, dirty no. zones. So, yeah, with the mental health thing and the bell, let's talk. I mean, it's hockey is a hyper masculine sport and nobody wants to show any sort of physical or emotional or mental weakness. And the fact that there has been, what, 10, 12 guys that have killed themselves you know, and we're not talking like bit players. We're talking about, you know, like NHL mm-hmm. guys. It, I mean, it's tough. And you have to think that most of these NHLers are middle class. I mean, some of them are college educated. Most of them are no more than high school educated. And having never gone into a higher education and, and learned about 
depression and mm-hmm. you know ups and downs i mean there there are kids that i've coached that are and I, i'm using this term not to be derogatory but they're emotionally retarded where they have no idea how to control that kid hit me all right i'm gonna catch him later with his head down to that kid hit me i have to fucking murder him to that kid hit me i'm gonna come back to the bench and cry and i've seen all three all three and it's it's tough and that's the hardest like you said you know if the devil's offered me a coaching job and you're juggling salaries well when you're coaching kids like you're juggling Juggling emotion yeah just emotion there's emotional kids and there's kids that their family could have been murdered the night before and they're stepping out onto the ice and they're playing the best game they've ever fucking played. It's it's all about chemical makeup too. And it, it's tough to be to be an emotional kid or even a professional because the locker room is a, a, a tough, tough place to be. And I, I mean, I'm thinking as a teenager, when I was a teenager and just sitting there as a coach looking at that locker room, you do one thing wrong. It's over. And those kids will never let you forget it. Never let you forget it. It's great. It's along with trying to to make the game better. There needs to be more emphasis on this. There needs to. There's a lot of things that you can do to to, to make it better. To this, sure. You know, bump up your analytical department, but also bump up your your mental health or your your emotional support systems like if you're telling rookies here this is how you eat a healthy meal while you're at the nhl level versus while you're getting mcdonald's at burger king or whatever every game in binghamton this is how you deal with but tragic events and no kid the the, the nhl will never the players in the nhl will not do it they're all nice tweeting it and shit but like let's say a team set up a counselor Mm -hmm. okay where they just sit in an office and you know if you have a problem come and talk to me and and whatnot that counselor has to be independent from the team meaning miles wood comes in there and goes i can't stop taking fucking stupid penalties I'm, i'm you know i'm up all night i'm taking these pills to go to sleep and i'm tired or you know i'm out on banging i got paternity suits i'm banging people and they go into that counselor well that coach, that GM cannot go in and talk to that counselor and be like, "Oh no!" So it's, what did Miles Wood say? It, it it goes back to that whole doctor patient doctor confidentiality. Right. But there, it yes. won't work that way because it's gonna be like, "Why does Miles Wood suck?" Well, he was. I saw him talking to the counselor, and then they're gonna go, "What's his fucking problem?" And now you're using something emotionally devastating to the player as a reason to sit him. Trade him, trade him, or whatever. Lowball and now you're contract. just pre- you're just yeah. taking the problem for that player and moving him to somewhere else to make uh, he's somebody else's problem now. And then when word gets out that that happened, you now look like a crappy organization, and, and you get Mike Peluso suing you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough because as a coach, I I always and some kids hear you and some kids don't. But like when I yell at you on the bench. Or I yell at you like, are you stupid? It's not to to make you feel like shit. It's just, I've told you three times, don't do this. Focus on, on your task at hand. Like, are you, are you deliberately ignoring me and doing what your own thing is? Or are you too stupid to understand? And 
I, I've said it to every team I've ever coached. Look, I love you all like you're my children. I'm going to yell at you. Think of this as a family. Your parents yell at you, but they still love you. Right. Okay. And I, all I want to do is help you succeed. Sometimes I'm going to yell at you, and sometimes I'm going to give you the biggest pat on the back, and sometimes I'm not going to say a word to you. But if I yell at you, don't go home and be like, Coach yelled at me and called me stupid, and and and, and he, he said I'm retarded. And First of all, I never said you were retarded. I said, are you stupid? There is a big difference. I get it. And And – there's that emotional kid who goes home and, and you're 15, 16 years old and you're crying to your parents about because your coach said something to you. Like, And all you're trying to do is having them focus on a hockey game on what your role is just, to do that. And I'm sure somebody would be listening and be like, well, you can't call them stupid or whatever. Like, Sit behind a bench or sit in a classroom and try to tell a kid, all right, you've got 10 minutes left. How much time we got left? Like, I literally just said it two seconds ago. This wasn't a rant or anything, was no. it? No. Oh, it's fucking... <laughs> anyway. As a result of the All-Star Game festivities, there was talk about now going into next season of them putting chips on players and things like that for um, puck player movement technology and things like this. Everybody started to say, oh, you know, it's for you know for analytical stuff and this and no that. Way. It's for and gambling. Yes. That's the first thing I thought about. It goes, no, it's so you can start making... Gam- not all of it, but it's to make you think, okay, if you can see stats of this guy being really fast in the first period and the thing comes out and says, well, who's going to be faster in this period, this guy or this guy, you're going to go, okay, I'm going to look at the stats. I'll bet on that guy. I would never fucking bet on that. But I would just... never bet on who's going to be the fastest skater or who's going to shoot the hardest. Never, ever, I, I, ever. I just... look, if you told me who's going to get a power play goal and, they, and you gave me a list of three players on each team, mm-hmm. I might bet on that. Okay. Like we kind of do before games, five five, five the, minutes, the five the minute game. bet, the five minute bet. <laughs> I, I I understand what the league is trying to do. I think what they're doing is they're selling it wrong. Like at the All Star game when they showed McDavid and the fastest skater, mm-hmm. and you saw like at one point that motherfucker was doing twenty five miles an hour. Like that's amazing. But then they also show a thing too where like everybody was was chipped. And they were saying, well, here, this is what it looked like. And there were like 25 p- players on each side of the ice yeah. and all their names were going all around. I think Amanda Stein was like, my anxiety is <laughs> going through the roof right now. I laughed at that. I go, she's got a fucking point. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's uh, and I haven't heard anybody else say this. So this is an exclusive exclusive. I think this is going to bite them in the ass. And here's why you're showing that McDavid is going 25 miles an hour and he's speeding through the ice. What happens when somebody hits him? That's 50 plus hitting him. So now you've got <laughs> this guy going 10 miles an hour, this guy going 25 miles an hour, and you know what you just showed me? An SAT question. <laughs> the exact power of the impact of that hit. That you can use that you can to, use sue. to sue the and- NHL. That impact of this guy going 25 miles an hour and now getting hit, you can tell exactly what the 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 percentage of think of Ivan Drago and Rocky Four when he punches the fucking thing and it's like whatever he hits he destroys and it, <laughs> it's showing you the 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 pounds of pressure yeah. per inch. Well, now you're gonna see exactly how much pounds of pressure 
are being put on the body and someone is going to sue. Somebody's going to be like, and they're going to get hurt and they're going to go, did you see the amount of pressure that that guy put on his fucking head? Right. And you're going to see somebody like Crosby turn around and go, hmm. Yeah, I don't know about playing anymore. Like, yeah, no, it's no, I, it's like look at Rick Nash now. It's it's that's it, an exclusive. NHL. Go. So now some other all um, thoughts from the All Star Game. Um, I didn't really watch it itself. I didn't watch the skills competition. The skills competition was Friday night, and that's when we did this. Correct? No, no. It was we did last week's show earlier than Friday. We did it. Yeah, I think we did on Thursday. But um. I mean, sure, they had the the, and I don't mean it to demean it by saying it this way, but they had the chick from uh, from the Olympics flying around well, the ice. She beat Clayton Keller. Like she uh, had a faster time than Clayton you, Keller. And and you know what? Because of that, because of what they showed, I swear to God, I hope the women's league fucking blows up with with kids going. I want to be like her. There were video. There were videos on Twitter. If you follow like Bob McKenzie and stuff. And a, somebody wrote to Kendall Coyne Schoenfeld, I think her name is, and said, my daughter sat down on the couch with me and watched you yeah. and said, Daddy, I want to do that. He goes, the next day we went and bought skates and went to the rink and skated. And he goes. She skated a little. It. She fell down. And yep. yeah, they skated it. Yeah, it's, I saw it's that awesome. Too. It's awesome. Of course, my wife would be like, Your, our daughter's not playing hockey. Uh, they have mentioned that Nashville and Dallas will face off in the Winter Classic. So there is your your uh, Nashville entry into it when we when we both probably won in Minnesota. Um, but they're in the Winter Classic. Here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. So everybody sits there and complains about, oh, you know, and I think they said this on Spit and Chicklets or somewhere else. And it's like, oh, you know, everyone complains when it's Chicago and Philly and Pittsburgh and Washington and the Rangers and Boston and Boston. Everybody complains about them. So now you have two teams that haven't been in it. What if nobody watches? You're not going to get Arizona. You're not going to get Florida. You're not going to get none of those teams are going to get ever get it unless somebody watches that. And then everybody's like, well, what happens to the Devils? The Devils will never, ever be no. in a winter classic. If they get a stadium series game, maybe one more, that's about it against the Flyers or Islanders. When was that stadium series? Five years ago? Yeah, five or seven, something like that. It's been a while. It came up on my Facebook the other day. Uh, the LA Kings will play the uh, Colorado Avalanche at the U.S. Air Force Academy in stadium series game next year, so that's pretty cool. At least now they're looking at venues. Where that they're going, yeah, they're, you're not doing, you know, in the middle of like, you know, Fenway Park. Now they're doing college to get obviously the money, but to get more exposure, better views. When we start talking about all-star stuff, I have ideas about that. Okay. Uh, some news out of the uh, NHL now. Toronto Maple Leafs have acquired defenseman Jake Muzzin from the Kings for exchange for a forward, the rights to somebody else, and a 2019 first-round pick. Um, Jake Muzzin goes home. Good. I mean, it was a good trade for Toronto. They of basically course. gave up nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Because your their first round pick this year is going to be Low. 26, 27, 28. Yep. So their the, first the round rights pick. to another forward or whatever the hell he is. So that's rights, whatever. And that Carl uh, Grundstrom is going to be nothing more than a third liner. They say. Yeah. I mean, it's a good trade, and they get Muzzin for this year, the rest of this year, and next year. Nice. For $4 million. You got a top pair defenseman for $4 million this year, next year. For nothing. He's going, I don't know if he's going to turn 30 this season or sometime next season, but 
You still good for them. You have you now have your defensive guy in their prime for Toronto. Step one, Dubis did a good job. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers uh, traded with the Penguins. Uh, the Panthers acquired forwards Riley Sheehan, Derek Brassard, and a 2019 second round pick, and two 2019 fourth round picks from Pittsburgh in exchange for forwards Nick Bugerstad and Jared McCann. Uh, that trade is a setup. By both teams. Okay, why for Pittsburgh? Because Pittsburgh's going to be going in on our next story. Really? I thought that was Florida. Florida was clear. Florida is going to go in for it. So Pittsburgh is going to go in after the bread men for this year. For Panarin, okay. And And Florida wants to go Panarin, Bobrovsky, and... For the um, free agency. Now, I I put a comment in here. Now, if, if... Let's go on the Florida front, right? So they blow out all this uh, salary or whatever to make room, okay? So let's just say they get Panarin. Let's just say they get Barovsky. Are they that? Are are they now a perennial every year team to make the playoffs to make a run to a Stanley Cup for for going after those two guys? It depends how Bobrovsky does. Up front on paper, they're a good team. They have they would have two solid goals. You have Bobrovsky, and if he shits the bed, Luongo. you have a Luongo who has proven to be able to win. The problem is, is Luongo's age is catching up with him. Like, mm-hmm. Would you ever think that Luongo would still be playing at this year? No. At this age? I keep thinking, going, wow, like Luongo, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I think my headphones came off. But uh, he's, he's going to be a good, they're going to be a good team. Who, Florida? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, okay. They're going to be good. Sorry, my headphones. That's okay. It's a connect yeah. qu- equipment failure. It's fine. It's not like we play any music or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Panarin doesn't want to. He's not going to discuss a contract with Columbus until the end of the season. You have to trade him. Yeah, that, that's. But I mean, this is what this is why the GMs. This is the probably the toughest part of a GM job. Do you hold on to him and say we're going to make a run for it? But what's a run for it for a team that's never won a playoff series? Yeah. A, a, a first-round exit's not going to get you saying Panarin going, oh, I have a future No, here. let me stick around. Um, even if it doesn't, if you trade him, do you lose fans? I, I think fans are already on a point where it's like, get the fucking get rid of him already. Yeah, I agree. Because all, the, all that you've ever heard was Panarin gone. Panarin's not resigning. Panarin wants to leave in free agency. And then he came out and says, oh, you know, I, I want to wait till July. Okay, see ya. And, of course, I put the question out there, but we kind of already answered. If Hall does the same thing, what do you do? Trade him. Yeah, that's, you have to. That's you know, We're not We're not um, going through a Parisi. Uh, no, we're not going for uh, that again. This Kovalchuk thing again. I, I don't think so. Uh, Jamie McLennan, why couldn't it be Pierre? <laughs> that's yeah. another story. Pierre Maguire mansplaining oh my God. to uh, Kendall Coy, Sean Feld. The how hockey works, and you've I, got a bench over here. You've got a bench over here. Don't play favorites. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? She is a one of the top players she, in hockey. I'm and sorry, I didn't say woman. I'm sorry. She's an Olympian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, uh, I wonder. You mean this ice is cold? <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> Jamie McLennan got a stick of the head by Mark Borecki. Borecki. From, I believe he's on Ottawa. That's that's some scary shit to be between glass like that. Oh, I mean, I've, 
I've fallen off of benches. Like I've seen pucks coming at me and, and like flopped. I've seen when I was an assistant coach, I've seen the head coach, the kid went to dump the puck in and art. The head coach was like looking down the bench to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that puck hit him right, right off the side of the head. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, that's why I don't stand by the door. <laughs> but more on the Pierre thing. He went on an apology tour, but really, like, if you look at still shots, like, he was all giddy and shit, and then she came out and says, oh, but, you know, we, we're friends, like, you know, we know, that's not uh, it. Well, what is that's, she going to say? That's, it's, it's, like, not it. It's, like, look, P- Pierre Maguire, if it didn't, if it wasn't before that, he has cemented himself to be a douchebag. He's a douche. Just straight but up. apparently he's, like, best friends with the, the head of the NBC Sports so he's not going anywhere. They fucking love him. Be a GM somewhere, just not in New Jersey. <laughs> all right. Who should be an all-star considering it was just all-star weekend? What What would you, you know what my, I mean, I can break this down really quick and then you can go into your stuff. You know, you know what all-star games in general in any sport should be? Figure out some way that you look at stats, assists, goals, save percentage, all that kind of shit. Top whatever. Those people go to the all-star game. Taylor, mm-hmm. Hall, Taylor Hall was voted a starter. How many games has he fucking played this year? 33. Okay. Do you think he's all-star worthy? No. It's because he won a stupid MVP last year. That was last year, not yep. this year. Yep. But that's what they want. It's, See, what I think it should be, and we're going to just scrap this whole segment and go fast. Um, what I think it should be is there should the skills competition uh-huh. should have – Two parts to it. There should be the current players that make the all-star game and then bring in, have every team do their own skills competition. Right? Sure. So now, who's the fastest devil? It's easy. No, Wood. Wood. So now you have Wood's time of 12 seconds. Sure. And you have McDavid's time. You know what? McDavid and Wood go at it? Go at it. Go there at it. Go. And then what you do... For the other competitions, because the fastest skater is an easy one. You bring in, if you ever won this competition in the past. You bring them back to face this year. You bring them back to face this year. So you have an alumni competition for hardest shot, most accurate. And if you're going to do the passing one, which is fucking stupid. But you do that. So now you have Al McKinnis. You have your ally afraid. You have your Chara. Even though Chara and Weber, they weren't voted into it, you let them come to the skills competition if they want. If not, you find somebody. You find some alumni <laughs> who won that competition. You put <clears throat> them in it, and now you're, you're at least creating some sort of drama. We can get rid of the game. With the game, I think the game is okay. It's better, definitely better at three-on-three, three, but there is no competition level. In it, none. There is no. Nobody plays defense. No, nobody because no, and nobody gets them. Nobody plays defense because nobody wants to break their foot in an all star game, blocking a shot. Mm. The the what makes an all star game like what makes it the fans voting and shit. It's rigged. Of course, it's a popularity contest. Because who are the players on the ballot? The NHL picks them because they're like, you should pick some of these guys because we definitely want these guys. And yeah, we want viewers to, to you. We want we want Sidney Crosby to be there so people in Pittsburgh, all of them, watch this. What I what my theory was is make the All Star game 
the Winter Classic. Make it the Winter Classic. So now you have an outside All-Star game. You can put it, you could now put it anywhere. Sure. All right. Oh, we want to have the All-Star game in fucking New Mexico. Well, you know what? Oh, people in New Mexico probably aren't going to, you know, give two shits or whatever. But now they have an opportunity to see all of the best players in the league. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that. Now, should they be able to get a break? Like, should Ovechkin and, and Price and all those guys be... And, uh, if it's, I think if they took the game away and simply did it from a, you know, a competition standpoint... Look, Crosby was sick, air quote sick. Um, Ovechkin literally just said, oh, fuck you. My liver needs to sleep. I sleep for yeah, a week. Did you see the picture of him swimming with dolphins? <laughs> He's really <clears throat> hurt. Um, it, it's funny, too. It, like, wasn't it like a couple of years ago, like if Ovechkin said, oh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to play in the All-Star game. Like they put him on IR <laughs> just to like kind of like yeah, prove he was got uh, back spasms. <laughs> and then you see him swimming with dolphins. Yeah. It's it's just the problem with the the All Star Game is I'm sure it's a great honor and I, I think I heard it was somebody on either Spitting Chicklets or somebody else but they were talking about like it's a great honor but on the other side the fact that you could get like you get five or eight days off as a player of oh, uh, in yeah. the season yeah. and the way that they did the <clears throat> the what's it called the mandatory bye, break the bye, bye week. week yeah. Where half the teams did it before the All Star game, yeah, half the will other, do it after. I would be like, "Fuck, you, Dave, Dave you're hurts. an All Star game." No, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm gonna go. And if you're you're from you're playing in a cold climate, you're gonna want to go somewhere warm. Yeah. And if you're in a warm climate, you're gonna be like, "This is an opportunity to be with my family and go to Disney World or whatever." Yeah. I I I think for sports in general, I'm starting to get. Like baseball with the home run derby, I'd rather watch the home run derby when it was like black and white, or like you know. Oh, with the guy where it's like it's a long fly ball, yeah. it's going, it's. Oh, he caught it. He caught it. Yeah. All right. But like the all star games themselves, do do like do your competitions, do your do your all that kind of stuff. And you know what? If you want to do it for like a day or two kind of thing, or if you just want to do it one day and give that week and week and a half off, go ahead. To just do it that but it's way. again it's not it's not for people like us it's for little kids mm-hmm. it's for the sponsors yep. you know it's the sap hardest shot it's, it's, the, it's Honda. the it's the high sticks and super kicks podcast a thumb wrestling event at the yep. uh, at the nhl all-star game yeah it's, and then we'll have you know some like weezer sing um <laughs> africa as but the, they didn't even sit and show it bastards and, and i don't know who the f- <laughs> who here we go i was with was it you? Was it you? T- like, with the the woman who sang the anthem at the All Star game, mm. they she came out. All right, I'm not, I'm gonna not gonna be get X rated here, but she had bombs, like, and she had a she low was busty? cut. Oh, she was busty, and she had a <laughs> low cut shirt on, and I don't. It was. It must have. It wasn't you. It must have been somebody else. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> Holy shit, look at her. Look at her pucks. And then they showed her singing, and they did not pan down below, below her, her neck. neck. <laughs> and they're like, you know why they're doing that, right? You know that they're... Of course. But, of course. I mean, the All-Star game, for players, it's a good break. For the other guys, it's an opportunity to show off for the league. It's it's a money grab. Yeah. 
but you're not going to the all-star game should never be anywhere cold it should be every it should always be in california it should always be in florida it should always be in like texas or arizona and that's it <laughs> get them out of your typical environment no like fun. if these guys have to go to it if you're making me fucking go i don't want to go to <laughs> toronto in february Right, and it plays into the whole, if you want to go to Disney World, fine, I'll play a little game, kids can watch me again, right. and then we're just going to go see Mickey or whatever. Or my wife can go to Florida, can go to Disney World with the kids, I'll go to the alumni, the all-star game, and then I'll meet that, them there for a day. Or, yeah, have that. Problems with being a pro hockey player. Let's count the ways. Here's why <laughs> pro hockey is not one of the four major sports in the United States. One, nobody fucking knows you unless you are in Canada. There are a lot of... The, Jay even said, uh, Jay or the ones who sit next to us at the arena, said that he went to one of the player signings that the Devils had. He walked up to Igor and ba- and ba- he said basically in the back of my mind, he said, who the fuck are you? Yep. <laughs> and that just shows you. I mean, it's it's a good... It's a plus and a minus, like being an American and playing hockey, like you can go to the mall anywhere unless you're like Longquist or Patrick Kane or somebody. No one's going to know you. No one's going to be like, or Patrick Kane, not in Chicago can go to a mall in Minnesota, Texas, California, less likely yeah. to be noticed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Taylor Hall. He'd be noticeable to somebody like you and me if he was going to Willowbrook Mall over here. If but, he... even, but even that, like, I, I've i been in Jersey City before, and I know he lives in Jersey City and stuff. Like, I'm if he was in a bar and I was there, I'd be like, that guy looks like Taylor Hall. And I'd look at him and I'd be like, eh, it probably is Taylor Hall. All and, right. And that's and where that's it would stop for you. Yeah. And there are other people out there, not me, really not me. He'll be like, Taylor, there are people that I've been like that, and it's not hockey players, unless it was Gretzky. Gretzky, I was like that, but I was also 13 years old. There's no huge sponsorships for hockey. You're not going to see a hockey player on a Sprite or like LeBron kind of ads. It's all about the coffee. It's all about Tim Horton and their dogs. Oh, yeah, Tim Horton, eh? me. Um, there's, there was an article. Bridgestone. It, Bridgestone tires. Yeah, yeah. But you're, <laughs> you're not seeing that commercial during the Super Bowl. I don't know. No, because it's probably going to be an NFL player or NFL team. Right. Yeah. You're not going to see you. that. Right. Um, jeans, I think it was you that sent me the article that for hockey players, it's very difficult to find jeans. Because, I did not send you this, but I am now intrigued. Because hockey players have big asses and big thighs, but small waists. So if you and there, if you want, read that article, okay? <laughs> and I've had I had this conversation <laughs> with my wife, and it's I, a fucking skinny jean issue, right? Yeah, it really. And there there is an article on it where they were talking about, uh, who is it? It's somebody, probably PK Subban. No, no, no. It's no. most hockey players, except for goalies, that it's very difficult because. If you want it to fit on your your thighs and your ass, the jeans, and I've gone through this problem. Okay, if you want it to fit on your thighs, all right, Dave Thunder thighs. Yeah, uh. <laughs> if you want to fit on your thighs and your ass, you've got to get like 
three sizes waist-wise bigger than you. And then you look stupid. It looks like you have MC Hammer pants on. Okay? And if you want to wear, like, skinny jeans... Okay. I'm sorry. I can't be, relate. Yeah. I can't relate to skinny jeans. Sorry. Uh, no, but if you want to wear skinny jeans, they're going to be like super, super tight on your thighs, and then they're going to look normal on your calves. It's it's really, really crazy. I had this conversation. <laughs> I remember it clear as day. <laughs> I was in I was in Italy with my wife, and we happened to run into somebody from my hometown, and his wife that I played hockey with. Right. Unbe- like didn't know it like we just it's like that looks like steve okay right so we were, we went to dinner and we were talking about you know like, <laughs> like clothing for guys and like what they bring on vacation like okay, i sure. could bring two pairs of shorts and sure be fine and steve turned around and he was like yeah but what about jeans do you bring jeans i was like no i don't bring jeans because they're super tight on either my legs or my crotch or my ass or whatever and he he's like I had this conversation with my wife that hockey ass and hockey thighs that we can't find jeans. <laughs> High Sticks and Super Cakes podcast brought to you by Guest Jeans. Well, there's, you... <laughs> there's a guy in Canada who custom makes jeans for, for hockey for... players. Oh, my God. Can he make custom wear for this podcast? Since sure. We're probably giving him a plug. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say his name. It's some Italian dude. Uh, dental issues, of course. Yeah, that's and facial issues mm. where they're constantly. Uh, somebody put on Twitter the f- picture of what burns with his no teeth. No, uh, it was one of the older goalies. I'm gonna uh-huh. fucking blank here. One of the best goalies of all time. But his face was all like scarred up and stuff. And they've asked Ovechkin like, when are you gonna fix your nose or when are you gonna fix yeah. your teeth? And he's like, why? Why am I gonna <laughs> fix it now so I can get him knocked out again? And stuff. And I, Brett Burns is like, don't get me wrong. If I'm Brett Burns, he does have teeth. Like he has the yeah. implants to put in. He doesn't put them in. Like there was no reason for him to be at the skills competition and have his teeth out other than shock value. <laughs> Wasn't it Burns who also did the Chewbacca thing and then yeah. took his thing off and his beard was still there? <laughs> yeah. And then the, the mild drug addiction. Is a problem with hockey and players, that, and I think that's not just hockey players, but but with the hockey players, you know, the fact that marijuana or medicinal marijuana is illegal, and you know, you got bumps the, and bruises, you get the crappy to have you eighty-two nights a year, and it's not like year. football where it's once a week. <clears throat> well, it's every almost every other day from now till the rest of the season. No, it could be every day because there's practices too. Right, but I mean, you're not getting. They have mandatory rest days and stuff, but every other day mm-hmm. you're playing a game, and you're gonna be bumps and bruises, and there's nothing to take. So they, but the doctors will give you painkillers, and then what happens when you're done playing? You're addicted to painkillers. Yep, that's the problem. Are right, you talking about bumps and bruises? So we get off of hockey, we get into a little bit of what was that? Wrestling. Breaking so news. This, by the way, our, our questions that we were going to talk about were written before the Rumble because this was supposed to be last week's. Yeah, that's okay. We can kind of jump around that one. <clears throat> and why this is being reported, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But it is fact that Dean Ambrose's contract is running out after WrestleMania or a few days after the WWE said, here's a contract, here's your money. Ambrose said, go scratch. 
And the WWE said, yeah, he's gone. After WrestleMania, he's gone. And I'm sitting here going, why? Why are you saying this? Some people thought it was a work. A quarter of me was thinking, maybe it is. And I thought it might have been a work. I thought it might have been a work. And then they had Seth Rollins, if you watched Raw, Seth Rollins... Triple H and Triple and H and then Ambrose came out and Ambrose and Triple H had such great chemistry that it reminded me of Austin and Vince. Well, and I said, oh, you know what? This would be a great build up for a WrestleMania match. Dean Ambrose and versus Triple. the authority. Yeah. And he's anti-authority and all this stuff. And he had, you know, like, can you make that match? And he, the line that Ambrose said, can you make that match? Or do you got to go ask dad? And then he came between the ropes and got in Triple H's face and was like, like, huh? No, and, no. And then you think of, was that off script? Because you looked at Triple H's face, face and either he was, he was selling it really good or he had to look like you just fucking said what? And then they embarrassed fucking Ambrose. By having him get bitched out of the ring by Nina Nia Jax, like it's ridiculous. And I, if I'm Dean Ambrose, I, I go Neville style and be like, "Fuck it, I'm staying home." And and that's people are saying and reporting on their own personal blogs and, and wrestling type stuff that it's it's not money because he said no. no to a huge contract. It's simply creative. Yeah, he he's sick of the fact that he's seeing Rollins get pushed. He's seeing he's doing stupid gimmicks and he's he's got to play the crazy. He's how many times is he going to wrestle fucking what's his name? Seth Rollins. How many times is he going to wrestle Baron Corbin? And I, if I see Baron Corbin and fucking Elias wrestle one more time. They ha- hey, they had a perfect thing at the Rumble. They had Elias and T came out on Raw, too. And then Road Dog came out and they sang the theme song. <laughs> I hope they're not building a feud with Elias and fucking Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. Maybe Jeff Jarrett was just a once-off once, once off thing because we'd like you talked about thing number five in, in the red, in the hockey thing. Jeff Jarrett's got a little drug over a little... little... Yeah, so is Kurt Angle. Well, Put them together. Room them together. Put them in that TV show where they're, they're driving to the next... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if, if I'm WWE, mm-hmm. I let Ambrose go now. Of course. Let him go now because you cannot have another Brock Lesnar, you can't have another Goldberg rest. WrestleMania moment where Ambrose is wrestling and they're saying the whole crowd's gonna sing na 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 na, yeah. you know, like yeah, the, and the, you know he's gonna lose the fan, yeah, because you well, but I think that they released the statement because they want to leave it on good terms, you know, like he will come back. He's definitely a guy, especially if his wife continues to fucking work in the wwe he will come back it'll be one of those survivor series and we're gonna have a special team and they'll bring back the fucking shield together yeah you leave, yeah you're, you're you you have to leave it open but where does he go oh he's going to a AEW. yeah absolutely he's gonna go yeah if you think about it right there's a lot of people out there free agent wrestler wise or or coming to that point where they're sitting and going at, at a certain point there was, well, do I want to go a little bit lower and go to impact and be, be a number one guy like, um, like Johnny impact is, 
do I want to make it an ROH? Or now there's this, well, oh shit, there's like a, like an up and coming, I'll call it up and coming WCW, or maybe an up and coming ECW, because it's a little bit lower. It's already got star power, right? You already have guys like a Neville, a Jericho, you have Cody Rhodes, who's who's building it up. You already have this, this tag. You, you have a foundation of saying there's a WWE competition competition if they get it once they get a tv deal which jim ross was like they should have no problem getting a tv deal they should have no problem and then you're gonna have guys uh who else just quit the wwe kenta uh hideo amata whatever his name is the japanese guy he just quit he asked for his notice the the nxt guy oh okay uh he just quit (laughs) and apparently like he was well loved by everybody but he was like, I'm not, I've am i been here for two years. He came with Finn Balor. And Finn Balor was like, poof, in. Yeah, and he's like, I'm still sitting here in NXT. So he'll, like, those are the kind of guys. Dolph Ziggler came into the Rumble. There were rumors that he was going to jump ship. Yeah. He's not going to jump ship. He's going to get a push. And that's the thing. He was one of the last five guys. It, and that's, this is one of those things as to where, you're really good mid carters who can be main eventers if you if you write it right if you if you wrestle if it you right. You give them the right feud and you the, write it right. And they're sitting there going, "Well, there's there's Cody Rhodes is giving, calling me, they're texting me every day, going, hey, this is a spot. This here's some money.' I don't want to see a Dolph Ziggler fucking Drew McIntyre WrestleMania match. No, I don't want to see that. Like that. I don't be, want to see Drew McIntyre. Period. No, he's he'll be in WrestleMania because he's a Vince guy. <clears throat> he's a big muscular guy, um, but. I can see like a Drew Ma- like Drew McIntyre is going to get that if John Cena wrestles, and he's going to beat yeah, John cause Cena because they got that start. Yeah, you look at you know you look at John Cena. You know how like I was bitching about uh, last week how it was like you know it was, um, <clears throat> Ronda Rousey's gone and, and Brock. Lesnar. I read that that's wrong, but what that she's done? No, that she's going to stay. Like she's 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 like I have a contract until like the end of WrestleMania next year. Oh. And she goes, of course I want to have kids, but it'll come when it comes. <laughs> Damn, Bell got moved away from me. But um, like, like those one-offs. But then you look at somebody like Cena. He's kind of doing it the right way. It's like he's doing his shtick. He has a little bit of rough to him. But you know it's one of those, I'm going to bring you along yep. to get you started. Yeah. It, it's, it's like that Hogan... And um, under the giant, and it's it's a baton holding. It's like okay, here you go. I mean, a guy like The Rock, maybe Steve Austin, probably wouldn't do that. Seen as more of that Hulk Hogany kind of person, where it's like okay, I know my role. But um, he could also carry a feud without ever stepping foot in the ring. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Drew McIntyre's that guy I want to hand because apparently it was supposed to be that Lars Sullivan dude. Yeah, what happened to him? Uh, apparently, he suffers from anxiety. But I also think that they've been hyping him and hyping him. And then he goes, well, wait a minute. AEW is going to be there. Uh, and he's he's uh, like, I've already been hyped uh, by the WWE. It, it, I mean, it's a business uh, move. I just don't know if he's going to end up being the next. You know, yeah. Are you going to be the next Undertaker who jumps ship from WCW to WWE? Or are you going to be the next fucking Mordecai or Nathan Jones <laughs> that just disappears? Um, oh, shit. oh, I have a question for you since you since you're watching it. Why in the F 
Is Shane McMahon and The Miz tag team champions? Because it's going to lead up to the awesome breakup that's going to go right into WrestleMania. Because I I watched a little bit of that, and they were going to do all this kind of stuff, and you brought out his dad, and I'm sitting here going, he's going to kick his dad in the balls, and it, it... it's going to be like another like shield where they get the tag team champions, but they break up. And I'm sitting there because like Shane has that voice where it's like, I don't trust you. Yep. you, you that, well, that, he's you, a McMahon and we're not supposed to trust them. Oh, whatever. He's, I'm thinking he's the fucking Vin, the, He's the Shane McMahon. that went on WCW and said, I own WCW. Yeah. And then we all thought, holy Hi, shit. Yeah. And we thought, and we all thought, oh shit. Wow. They can still have competition. Great. That's back. That was just when I started like reading shit online, mm-hmm. and then I felt so cheated. Like I cheated myself <laughs> by reading it online before it happened. I was like, oh. But it that's gonna lead to a good feud between the Miz because the Miz is great on the, He's right now probably the he, best guy on the mic. He's got it all. He can wrestle fine. He can carry. He can mic it. He, he everything. But he doesn't need to have a belt on him to be him. Him, and then that'll lead into a big. I mean, it'll lead into a good match, and there'll be some spot that Shane does, whether it's jumping off the turnbuckle onto the table or a cage match but or then, something. But where does it go? It doesn't have to go anywhere. It'll, the next Monday will come in, and you know somebody else will have the tag titles. Oh, speaking of other people that are pissed off and want to jump ship, the uh, the guy from from TNA that has a tag team in NXT. Not the Revival. What's the other one? Oh, that ECO or whatever or the um yeah, the the Eric the, Eric Young? Eric Young's group. Yeah. The, the, their oh, their tag team, the the tag team there is are, pissed are be, pissed cuz they they're staying in NXT. Right, they're not getting called up. And and here and since you brought up tag since we brought up tag team, I have another thing. When has the WWE since like the eighties and early nineties, Heart Foundations and all that, had a tag team division that was even worth watching. Once the Hardys, the the okay. Dudleys, the Edge and Christian. After all that went away, they didn't give two shits about tag no, teams. No, they actually disappeared for a while. And now they're kind of bringing it back. And now they're trying to bring women's tag team stuff. The into women's this. tag team, I get. The women's tag team, I get, because there's so many talented female wrestlers right now that. They can't all be on TV as a feud. And you can't see, oh, we're going to have a a six-woman tag or we're going to have a battle royal. No, there has to be something for all of them. Is Fit Finley like the the women's thing? Like like he's like the backstage agent. That's pretty fucking cool, for one. Second of all, you're writing the women's division? Fucking a hell of a lot better than you are the men's. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, but I mean, it, it, how predictable was it that Becky Lynch was going to win it? I and I think I texted you. I said if Becky Lynch loses, loses. to Oscar, she's going to win the Rumble. But then what? She took out Lana and then begged, "Let me in." Well, no, <laughs> Lana. Lana got hurt in the Rusev match. Oh, did she? Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't watch the Rumble, so yeah. Wasn't... Nakamura went to. Do something and smacked it. And she fell off of the apron and twisted her ankle. So she, like, did yeah, the, hobbled. the hobble thing. Um, 
and then but you did call the Ron truth the Ron the killings thing the Ron killings thing except uh, Nia Jax went into the rumble and I just kept going like this is so fucking awkward like it's so awkward to, ha- Cause to you have her in there and you could see it was Rey Mysterio Rollins Orton uh, Dolph and Braun Strowman and then Nia Jax and who, it was like who, who's the one that's going to want to attempt to punch and her they, they all kind of like stood around her like yeah like mob mentality gang mentality like what, right? what, what the fuck is this and then like I could you could almost see it on everybody's face like I don't want to touch her like I don't want to be the guy that fucking knocked Nia Jax out cold <laughs> There were some people that were on Twitter that, I mean, you can over-exaggerate. You know, the, the WWE pushes this non-bullying on all this kind of shit, and everybody screams, it's fucking fake wrestling. Yeah. She signed up for this. No, I she get it. She okayed it. I get it. But, like, there are certain pl- Like, Canada will not show a man hit a woman in a wrestling match. Like, they'll, they'll like, turn the camera off. Did, um, and then every one of them did their fucking special to her. Like a video game. Like, like everybody fuck- was... Like everybody had their fucking meter blip, and it was Randy Orton with the RKO, and then she fell into the ropes, and Rey Mysterio came along. Six one nine. That's a great video game reference. Holy shit! Oh. But uh, and then it took three of them to pick her up and throw her out of the she's, ring. She's not tiny. I just felt that you could. You could have put another NXT person in there. Yeah, as a, there, there was a bunch like, of of NXT guys. How did, how did EC3 do? He didn't come out. He didn't? Wow. He didn't come out. It was the dude that looks like fucking Tony Stark, the 205 guy. Yeah. He was one of the guys that lasted the longest. Oh, so he's getting some kind of push. Yeah, he's getting a, a feud with Samoa Joe. Oh. Uh Samoa Joe lasted pretty long. The, on, the only gimmick in there besides Nia Jax was fucking Jeff Jarrett coming in at two. Yeah, there weren't many, like, gimmicky guys. Like, there was no Goldust. Um, well, I would have I would have been okay with Goldust. Yeah. But if you did um, um, uh, Bilberg or whatever the hell that... Oh, Gilberg? Th- Gilberg. That's the kind of shit I was looking for to fill no. roster spots. But I'm glad that they did. No, they used all NXT guys. Well, that's good. Um, at, at least. But then there were like other guys that like Mojo Rawlings. Ugh. He's got a new gimmick going where he's like, "You're a piece." Like it was funny. It was it was definitely attitude error ish. Okay. Where they show him in a dark room and the camera is facing, so you just see his face. You don't see who he's talking to. And he's like, "You're worthless. The reason you weren't in the Rumble is because, you know, because of you." And it, like, and the camera pans and it keeps, and he's looking in a mirror. Talking to himself. Okay. And then he like, they show the, the camera angle where you could see his face in the mirror and he just like, ro- like scream roars into the mirror. They're going to see the real guy. Okay. That's a good way to turn a character. Yeah. But like, for what? For what? What's he going to get? A fucking European title? Oh, that doesn't exist. What's he going to get? If only they had WCW with Shane McMahon, none of this shit would have happened. I'm telling you. Now you have AEW or Ring of Honor or Impact. So now it's going to be your main event is Rollins against um, Lesnar. Lesnar. Again. It's going to be. Congrats on being fresh and new. 
Yeah, but I mean, as long as Rollins wins, I don't really care. Mm. And he's going to win because, put put it down now, he's going to win because Roman Reigns is going to help him. And then Roman Reigns comes back on Raw well, he did after it. WrestleMania yeah, uh, uh, and becomes no, a heel no, against Rollins. No. No? No. I don't, I don't want anything ever to do. You know what, dude? For the simple, f- have leukemia for the rest of your life, so I don't need to see you on WWE TV. Oh, that's Be- harsh. <laughs> because your your character is simply ruined. Just quit wrestling. No, but you you, you come, can't go anywhere. No, no. You have him come back. You have him come back and just be the biggest fucking asshole. And you have you put you put fucking Heyman with him, so that he doesn't have to talk after that, because Heyman needs a new guy. When's uh, didn't Brock Lesnar say he was going to fight in the UFC at some point, or yeah. is that just like rumory kind but of thing? But even still, if he disappears for a while, a couple of months, you I got know. you have to have Paul Heyman there. Oh, of course. With without without it, I mean, I don't know. But Finn Balor took a fucking beating in that match. He took a beating. I don't. I don't understand. I. I don't understand. I mean, I don't think that they'll have Lesnar lose the belt before WrestleMania. Probably not. Right? What is there? There's Elimination Chambers, the next one for February. And that one is, is setting up who wins the women's tag championship. That's cool. It's fine. Wow. They're they going to have a tournament. So now you have something to look forward to. You know what I want them to reinstall? And it's not just an NXT thing. War games. Like, like yeah. WCW had. There, there's always been rumors of that. I want a WCW War Games. I think you should see that in NXT first to see how it goes over. And they and WCW always showed War Games. It wasn't on pay per view. I don't think. I think it was on a no, no, the wrong one, wrong pay per view. But they had they showed it like live on like like Friday nights or something like that. They had like a, a pay per view kind of thing on a Friday. <laughs> Did you see they're bringing back fucking Heat for the halftime Heat during the Super Bowl? What? During halftime, they're going to have. I think it. I think it's going to be on USA, but they're going to have like those, like two or three matches, on halftime heat. The only thing I remember about halftime heat was, The Rock, and Mankind wrestled, in like a no holds barred backstage brawl kind of thing. Right. And The Rock, pinned or, Mankind pinned The Rock. With a fucking uh, forklift. (laughs) And he had the forklift go down on him and he couldn't move. And then Mankind or The Rock just laid on top of the forklift. (laughs) And that's how he won the belt. What was the Mankind's thing? He had like a boiler room brawl. Yeah, with Kane or something. That's what it was. No, there you go. See? Wrestling can be fun at some point, right? See, I think that the fresh start should start after WrestleMania. Yeah, but by the time that happens, people are going to forget about it. I think people forgot about it already. I mean, right? Don't you think? I mean, the women's tag matches are good. That's a good That's a good start. Eh, eh. Just bring uh, back the regular tag matches. Bring back a hardcore title. How, how about you put together two people who actually work together? Like like the Twin Towers used to be with One Man Gang or Hakeem and uh, whoever the other fat guy was. Big Boss Man. Not the Natural Disasters? That was Typhoon and Earthquake. And Tugboat. 
Typhoon, but they have that. Like what happened to AOP? Where'd they go? Authors of Pain. Where'd they go disappear to? They weren't even in a fucking match. They weren't even in the Rumble in any sort of way. Are they getting repackaged? The Usos weren't in the Rumble. You have to, you have a way too big of a roster to write, and that's and that's that's why if I'm Vince and they're like, I, I want out of my contract. Okay, yeah. bye. Happy trails and release it like on ESPN, like oh, <laughs> with, released jo- and, with Jonathan Coachman. Right? Yep, there you go. Hi, Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast, Episode Twenty Five, Royal Star. That'd be a great time. We should be a tag team. The Royal Stars? Yeah. The Royal Stars. <laughs> we'll end up being like those guys that had those you know, blue tights. And that then... would be the King and the Miz as a tag team. Because well, he's the movie star and he's the thing. King. HSSKpod.com for everything that you need. Hockey, professional wrestling, podcast-wise. Pick your, pick your provider. Listen, download. What's your spiel? Tell everybody. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your mom's boyfriend, your dad's girlfriend. Tell your dad's boyfriend, your mom's boyfriend. Whatever. You know? (laughs) Stay tuned for next week when we have the what the fuck is wrong with me with Rob. No, there's no such thing. Yeah. No. Really? Anyway. Wait, hold on. Dave, your mic's not working. (laughs) Is this thing on? (laughs) No, it's over. I stopped recording hours ago. (laughs) I don't know, but we better stop soon or Bruce is going to sue us. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck them. Anything left that you'd like to say to the dear fans of the Ice Sticks and Super Cakes podcast? Uh, Kendall, Coy, I feel bad that you had to be in the uh, Buffalo Bob's Buffalo Bills tunnel <laughs> with Pierre Maguire and Toodles. <laughs>